Hey folks, Jimmy here and welcome to another awesome episode of the Trainer Mind podcast. And I'm pretty damn excited today because we officially launch our Trainer Mind Pro. This is my monthly coaching group for fitness professionals that want to scale and grow their business. And what I've decided to do with this relaunch is give everybody this week my special founders rate, which means you can lock in your membership for less than £50 a month. And if you want to sign up for the year, you can save two months and also get some additional bonuses, which include a one-to-one Skype with me. Trainmind Pro is basically a focus plan of action to help you scale and grow your fitness business. And as part of your membership, you get access to our closed Facebook community, you get weekly hot seats with me, and you get new monthly content each month teaching you all you need to know about sales, email marketing, content creation, and scaling your business. But most importantly, ladies and gents, you get results. My focus and my vanity metric is to get you more money in the bank, more clients, more freedom, and more impact, and more success. So if that all sounds good to you, all you got to do is head on over to www.trainermind.com. My podcast today is all about client strategies to grow your fitness business. And this was part of the Facebook Live that I did in my closed Facebook group, talking about client strategies and tactics. You're going to need a pen and paper for this because there's a lot of knowledge bombs to write down. And if you do like this, this is only a snippet of what you'll be getting on Trainer Mind Pro. Enjoy. Welcome to part one of our Client Builder Masterclass. Are you excited for what is about to go down over the next couple of days? We are going to be dropping some serious knowledge bombs. And one of the main reasons, ladies and gentlemen, is because it's been a very weird time. It has. The last kind of 14 to 16 weeks, uh, the fitness industry has been turned upside down. You know, I I know so many of my um, clients, I know so many people that I've spoken to that were having a busy business, uh, seeing 30, maybe even 40 clients a week, and then suddenly going to zero. And one of the main things that I've seen is that people have become so used to seeing people in person that they were too busy to start working on their online game. One of the most important things is lead generation, how to pick up clients online, which can be very, very difficult because of, you know, a one-to-one personal trainer, fitness professional is very good with people. It only takes a couple of conversations to actually meet somebody, to help them, to convert them. It's pretty easy in person and it's a very different ball game when it comes to doing it online. And... Of course, it's something that I've been doing for many, many years. In fact, my entire business now is online. So if I didn't know how to do customer acquisition and get clients, I'd be pretty much fucked. And just as much as I enjoy marketing, I enjoy helping other people learn what it is that I know. And it's something that I've done for many, many years. I absolutely love teaching people the things I know. And my vanity metric for my B2B, which is business to business, is to see you do well. You know, I love nothing more 
nothing more than somebody reaching out and messaging me and letting me know that they've taken my advice, they've implemented it, and they've got a result. Because it's exactly the same as your clients when you are working with them. They take your advice, they take action on it, and they get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. So, over the next couple of days, what I'm gonna be uh, going through is two things. They both link in with each other. Tonight is all about client strategies. And Thursday is all about client tactics. I'm gonna be delving in the difference between strategies and tactics on this live stream. And one thing that you need to make sure that you have, ladies and gents, and where's mine, is a pen and some paper. And make sure that you are taking notes. And the most important thing is once you've taken those notes, that they don't get stuck in that notebook that you actually start to take action with them and as of next week start implementing some of the things that I'm doing. It's been incredible to watch people over the last couple of days implementing a few of the little client strategies that I've put out. Uh, the first one was of course Instagram bingo which is a very popular one, something that I use in my business and something that um, gets a lot of engagement and not just engagement with your potential customers and clients, your actual customers and clients. And, you know, it's a lot of people seeing your content or seeing your page that they might not have seen before, okay? So we're gonna be going through that. We're gonna be going through a lot and I'm gonna be dropping lots and lots of knowledge bombs, but let's just have a look and see who we've got in the house. We've got Danielle, James, Danny, live stream quality on point. Well, thank you ever so much, I appreciate that. Um, we've got uh, Neil, Sarah, George, pen and paper at the ready. So, without further ado, ladies and gents, let's get into it, shall we? And let's rock and roll. So, client strategies to grow your fitness business. Let's do this, ladies and gents, let's do it. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is what is the difference between strategies and tactics? Because a lot of people think that they're the same thing. Um, they work with each other, but they're very, very different. And it's kind of important to get your strategies right first before getting your tactics. But it's so important that you have both of them, okay? So I'll just explain a little bit about the difference between strategies and tactics. Strategy describes the destination and how you are going to get there. And tactics, which we're gonna be discussing on Thursday, describe the specific actions you are going to take along the way. So uh, a great example of that, ladies and gents, and let's have a look at fat loss strategies. A great fat loss strategy of course, is being in a calorie deficit. That is a very, very clever strategy. But there's many different tactics to get into a calorie deficit. So the destination is fat loss success by implementing a calorie deficit. And this tactic that you might want to use is going low carb. The tactic might 
that you might want to do is do intermittent fasting. The tactic that you might want to do could be going vegan. Why? I don't fucking know, but you might want to. So that is the real fundamental difference between the strategies and tactics. And today we're going to be going through the strategies. And the way that I like to look at these are roads. These are roads to your destination. But it's important to understand what, where your destination is. Because if you were just focused on, let's just say, going keto, but you don't know what the overall goal is, then there's no point. And we need to determine what the point is for doing the things which I'm going to teach you. Um, and that's something that we are going to have a look at right now. So, so your destination, ladies and gents, what is your destination? Why are you here? Why are you watching this live stream? Well, there's three destinations that we want to get to in our business. We want income. Of course we do. We want people to cross our palms with silver. You know, you are running a business. And if you don't have income, you don't have a business. You can't do your work. So income is very, very important. And that's a very, very important destination to get to, as with any business. The next one is impact. Yes, okay, income's nice, but we want to feel that we're making a difference in this world. We want to feel that we're making an impact. Most, most importantly, impact on our customers and clients and impact on people's lives. There's nothing more rewarding as a fitness professional than making an impact and changing people's lives. That is a pretty awesome destination to get to. And most importantly, ladies and gents, success. We want to know that, that we're good at something. If we're putting a lot of time and effort into doing it, we want to see that we're succeeding. And you know, there's many different variables to look at success. Success is transforming people. Success is seeing money in the bank. Success is helping as many people as possible. You know, there's many different avenues of success, but also success is happiness in what it is that you're doing. I mean, if you're happy with what it is that you're doing, then you're going to keep doing it. And it's, you know, when you're in a very rewarding job, you know, to get the destination of success is fucking brilliant. So these are our destinations, ladies and gents. And if we're looking at them like this, we're going to whack those right at the top there. Income, impact and success. And... Tonight, ladies and gents, I'm going to go through five of my strategy roads that, that are going to take you to those three. Now, there's lots of different strategies, okay, ladies and gents, when it comes to building a business, especially a fitness business. But if you just focus on these five things, I guarantee you, you are going to get a lot of income, a lot of impact, and a lot of success. And who wants a lot of income? a lot of impact and a lot of success. Everybody, at least I hope so. So what are these five paths which we're going to focus on? I'm gonna tell you, of course. So those five paths, ladies and gents, are products. Write that down, products. So we're gonna have a quick look at products. We're gonna look at content. We're gonna look at social media. We're gonna look at email. And we're gonna have a look at outreach, okay? So products, I forget about that. Products, content, social media, email, and outreach. And we're gonna briefly cover a few little tips and tricks for each one. And then, of course, on Thursday, we're gonna get more into kind of the nitty gritty tactics to make sure that we are fueling 
that car on the destination, on, oh, sorry, on the road to our destination. So look at the tactics as the fuel that um, you put in the car. Look at these as the car uh, that drives to your destination. So a product car, a content car, a social media car, an email car, and an outreach car. And that's one, uh, and they're the five things which we're gonna cover uh, this evening, okay? Products, let's start with products, ladies and gents. Very, very important. A lot of people only focus, especially fitness professionals, only focus on one product, their personal training services, or it could be their online services. Um, but the problem with that is if you are fully booked, you have nothing else to offer people. And if people can't afford your services, you've got nothing to give people. So when it comes to products, we need to make sure that we have a selection for people to choose, depending on where they are in their journey. And I always say to people to not overcomplicate this, okay? A lot of, lot of people that I speak to fall into one of two categories. They either have too many products, they have like 10 or 15, or they only have one. And what we want to aim for at, at a minimum, ladies and gents, is three, okay? And that's what we're gonna be uh, talking about right now. So three products, ladies and gents. What are these free products? Well, the first one, of course, which everybody needs, is a free product. You know, this is the buy-in of people to try before they buy to see whether your stuff is good and whether they would pay for it. So if you don't have something free that you can offer your clients, you need to start thinking about that now. The next one is a mid-cost product. This is kind of an entry-level product that people probably from your free will want to invest in, you know, as soon as they um, build up that know, like, and trust with you. And then finally, have a high-end or high-cost product. This is something that you select a certain amount of people to have. Um, it brings in a lot of money and it takes up a lot of your time because you put a lot of effort into helping those people. One thing I will say, which is, sounds quite counterintuitive, ladies and gents, the more people are paying you, the less you have to repeat yourself. And actually what you find is when people are paying a lot of money, they listen to more of what you say. The reason that they can afford to pay you is because they're good at listening and implementing. So you actually have to spend less time with those people than you would with a free product. Think about this, name a free product, social media. How much time do you put into social media? A lot. A lot. How much do you get from social media? It's free. Of course, you don't have to pay to get a, an Instagram account. You don't have to pay to get a Facebook account. You don't have to pay to set up a podcast. These are free. But they're also things that you spend the most time in. And the reason being is you have to repeat yourself over and over and over again until it gets into people's heads. Because they're listening to lots and lots of people on, on social media. They're going like this. They're going... And it's your job to try and capture that attention to get them into your free thing so they can start focusing more on you and less on everybody else. And of course, that is our focus with our free product to generate that lead. So free, mid cost and high cost. So what do these look like when they come to products? Well, let's have a look at free, shall we? What kind of things would we have as a free product. 
There's lots of different things that we could have. We could have a free Facebook group. Of course, our social media is a free product because we're delivering value to people through our platforms. We can have a free trial. So that's kind of the epitome of try before you buy. Uh, we can have a lead generator, of course, something of value that we want to exchange with a potential customer and client. And what are we going to exchange? Well, if you give me your name and email address, I will give you something of value. So that lead generator could be a free workout. It could be a free recipe. And one of the most important things is you've got to make sure that your, that your audience wants this. There's no point in having a crap lead generator because no one will give you their email address. So you've got to make it worthwhile for people to sign up. So you, start, you need to start thinking, do I have something that I can use of value to exchange with potential customers and clients? And if not, start brainstorming what it is that you can offer potential customers and clients for free. So mid-cost, what could we be offering as a mid-cost? And a lot of people say, well, how much is mid-cost? I mean, free is free, of course. <laughs> free is free. But mid-cost could be anywhere between, I don't know, £10, £50, £75. It depends on what it is that you're offering for your high end. And it, and it depends on how long you've been in your business, where your level of expertise is. It depends, it depends, it depends. But it's going to be a kind of a, a mid-range between nothing and your high-end product. So it's kind of, you know, that, that midway. So what can we offer for a mid-cost? Well, that could be a digital product. That could be a, a monthly membership, and that could even be so much as a book. You know, I've got two books. I've got my Meltdown, which is just there, and I've got my Mindset and Muscle, just there. But once again, that is a lead generator, because, of course, people invest in my book. They, I build up no like, and trust with that person because they uh, have committed some time to read what it is that I have to say. And that buys them into potentially using some of my products and services and potentially coming into something of a higher cost item. So start thinking about what you have to offer in your business as a mid-cost product. Digital product, start thinking about a monthly membership that you could offer or potentially already do offer. And of course, a book. Okay, and finally, high cost. What could your high cost be? Well, that could be, of course, your one-to-one -one coaching, uh, a limited amount of space for one-to-one. -one. This could be, um, ladies and gents, this doesn't need to be physical. This could be online. Uh, you could you know, sort of limit yourself to 20 one-to-one -one clients. And the kind of difference between a monthly membership and a one-to-one -one is a monthly membership, people are doing things as a group, um, and that obviously reflects in the price, but one-to-one, -one, you are doing a lot for that person. You are calculating their macros, you're customizing their training programs, whatever it is that you offer your clients um, as a high cost item. And this is something that I see with a lot of fitness specials. They have a high cost item with their one-to-one -one training, but they're missing the boat on potentially having a membership that may be only you know, between 15 and 30 pounds a month. Because a lot of people who can't afford their one-to-one -one coaching would love to join a community and love to put a bit of skin in the game and be held accountable. And if you don't have that in place, well, you know, you're missing out on an opportunity there because a lot of people want that. And if you don't have it, they can't have it. Um, so start thinking about that. Go, oh, hang on a minute. I've only got my free and my high end. Now, 
it might be a good idea for you to then create that mid-cost um, item or start brainstorming that thing. So, three products, ladies and gents. Free, mid-cost, and high-cost. Keeping it nice and simple. It's important to understand this, ladies and gents. If you have products from free to paid, you always, you, you're always having something available for a client to sink their teeth into, okay? So, you know, if your, let's just say your high end is fully booked, you have an option for people to come into your monthly. If people are un, not sure about you and they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't want to invest in this person yet, or you're even having a consultation or a chat with people, you've always got something to offer them because they can come into your free, start using that, start getting some benefit, and of course that might actually make them think, ah, I'm getting some results with this thing that's free. Imagine if I paid for something. And then you've never got to worry about sales, ladies and gents, because it's like, right, take your pick. What, what's your budget? You haven't got much money? Cool, come into my free. Um, okay, you know, you haven't got enough for my one-to-one? -one. Well, there we go. You can come into my monthly membership. But then if you need a bit more help, you can join the waiting list for my one-to-one. -one. So always having something to offer means that you're not worried about selling to people because you've always got something for everybody, okay? So that is products. Something that I posted uh, this week on my Trainer Minds Instagram account was 50K per year as a personal trainer. Now, if you are new to personal training or even if you've been a personal trainer for a few years, um, a financial target is important to have. You know, to set a goal so you can see progression in your business is pretty important. Now, there's two ways of doing this though, ladies and gents. You could say, right, I wanna earn a certain amount of money and then you, you put your head down, you work your tits off, and then you eventually get there. But this is very much like fat loss, okay? A lot of people go, right, I wanna lose 20 pounds. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go keto, I'm gonna um, run every day, I'm not gonna eat carbs, and they're gonna suffer. They're gonna suffer. And some people, and I'm thinking myself many, many years ago, was one of the crazy ones that would get success. But it came at massive sacrifice and massive suffering. And you can achieve, you know, 50K a year as a personal trainer. You can achieve 100K a year as a personal trainer. But I know 100K personal trainers that are fucked. And I know 100K personal trainers that have uh, an unlimited reserve of energies because they've prioritized and systemized their business. And it's much easier to diet and get in shape when you have a plan, when you count your macros, when you take rest days. Um, when you look at it more long term. And this is what we need to do with our businesses, ladies and gents. You know, 50K a year is a great goal for a personal trainer. But you've got to understand is what that would break down at if you had, let's just say, for example, um, your, your products. So what I've got here is three products. I have two mid-cost products and I have a high-end product. So what I put in as an, as an example here, and this is a great example, this, this is based on a person who, you know, 80% of their time has spent, is, is spent with one-to-one -one clients. You could easily switch that one-to-one -one PT clients with online one-to-one -one coaching. Um, and, you know, you might be able to charge 299, depending on your demographic, you might be able to charge 199, you might be able to charge 999, sorry, uh, 99 pounds. But then of course you need to increase the amount of clients that you need to serve uh, for that. So what I've put here is 10 one-to-one -one PT clients at £299 a month, 
which would turn you over at 35 grand a year. Uh, every single month, you'd be selling 15 digital products, okay? So what's that, about four a week at 49 pounds. And then you'd have 25 monthly members at 20 pound per month. So all in all, you're kind of serving uh, 35 people and you are delivering a product every month to 15 new clients. And that would, that would set you instead at 50K a year. And once you've got that process down to a T, it's very easy then to jump from 50 to 100. And I'm not saying easy is in, in like, it's easy now. You, you, now you've got 50K a year, you can be a six-figure PT, okay? Because it's probably not a good idea to be a six-figure PT. It's better to be an 88K a year PT because you're under that fat threshold and you save that 20%. But, you know, each to their own. What I mean by it's easy to do is you can keep the same system in place when you go to um, 100,000 a year. So now instead of serving 10 one-to-one -one PT clients, you can serve 20, or you could double your prices and still serve 10. Um, you could have 30 digital products of 49, or you could just double the price of your digital product and have 15. You could have 50 monthly members at 20 pounds per month, or you could double your monthly membership to 40 pounds a month and keep that 25. So you have options, serve more people or charge more money. And I know what I'd rather do, I'd rather keep the same amount of clients and charge more money. So I have a potential of earning twice as much because I'm charging twice as much and still serving the same amount of people. And it's something that I said, uh, you know, I say a lot, it's important to value yourself. So if you, you know, if people are using your products and services and they're getting results, then it's worth upping those prices, okay? Uh, and the main reason I, I'm showing you this is it's a system, it's a strategy. You know, we're looking at numbers and we're looking at how many people we need to serve to get to a, a, an overall goal. Um, and that's a great way to look at it because you're not burning yourself out saying yes to every single person because you need the money. It's like, right, how much do I want to earn? How much, how does that look? How do I break that down into the products that I sell? And, you know, how many lead, you know, how many leads do I need to get? You know, how many people do I need to take into my free, convert to paid? Etc. 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 And that all comes down to the tactic side, which of course we're going to discuss a little bit more on Thursday. So hopefully that makes sense, ladies and gents. Moving on to content. How is everybody? Everyone, um, all good? All good in the hood? Excellente. Okie dokie. Let's move on to content. So my content recommendations there's lots of different things that you can do with content ladies and gents there's so many different ways of doing content but i'm just going to show you some top ones that i recommend especially especially in 2020 okay so my top content recommendations of course video infographics picture and a post so kind of visual but i'll, I'll explain a little bit more in a minute and audio Specifically podcasts, you know, podcasts are still growing. They are a massive game changer when it comes to marketing and getting your voice out there and getting heard um, because a lot of people build up no like and trust for podcasts. What you have to understand for podcasts, ladies and gents, is most people who are listening are the least distracted because there's three places that you normally listen to a podcast in your car, walking the dog or in the gym or, you know, pre-pandemic, of course. So you have someone's undivided attention because most people aren't flicking through podcasts. They're 
listening to one. And statistically, 80% of people listen to a podcast all the way through. But I guarantee most people aren't looking all the way through your video. So audio is definitely a game changer for your business. So let's look into some stats uh, on these four, ladies and gents. 73% of consumers claim that they have been influenced by a brand's social media presence when making a purchasing decision, okay? Comes to video. So video has influenced people making a decision on a purchase. 73%, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big statistic. Okay, that's a pretty big statistic when it comes to marketing your products and services on social media. Okay, so video, 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 video. I cannot stress how important video is, both live stream and pre-recorded. Infographics, did you know, ladies and gents, did you know that infographics are 30 times more likely to be read from top to bottom than blog posts or articles. You know, visual infographics capture people's attention, they read it, they engage with it. And of course, if we're getting more engagement on our content, more people are seeing it, and that means potentially a bigger audience, another, you know, a bigger following, and just that ability to capture attention. So infographics, if you're not doing them, start doing them. Start getting some ideas. A great idea for you to do, if you want to find out all about infographics, is to go onto Pinterest and write this down. Go onto Pinterest and type in the things that you solve, the problems that you solve for your customers. So if you go onto Pinterest and you type in muscle gain, you go into, go onto Pinterest and type in recipes, go on to Pinterest and type in fat loss. Pinterest is a visual platform and you are gonna get an absolute shit ton of ideas that you can implement into your own business for your social media marketing. You are gonna come back just typing in that with a bucket load of ideas. And I guess, and guess what? If you are shit at graphics, go on to something like fiverr.com, screenshot some of the ones that you want and then pay someone in India, I don't know, five, 10 quid to make you about 10 of them. Give them your colors, give them your fonts, and away you go. There's plenty of uh, people that you can go to for next to nothing that will happily bang out infographics for you for next to nothing. So if you aren't very good at making them, trust me, there's somebody on the internet that will quite happily do it for you. Okay, so things like people per hour, you know, getting somebody you know on an hourly rate to do it full-time uh, could be a good thing to do or just go onto fiverr.com and search for some people you might get some and, and fiverr can be a, a lottery sometimes but when you find someone good keep them okay so infographics picture and a post and this is a, a very fascinating study um, this was a study done last year when people hear information they're likely to remember only 10% of that information three days later. However, if a relevant image is paired with that same information, people retain 65% of the information three days later. And the way, and the reason that I said picture and a post, ladies and gents, is 
that the picture grabs the attention and then the copy is what people read. And if you think about this, when you're scrolling through Instagram, what do you do? You stop on the image, you read the image, or watch the image, or look at the image, and then you read the copy. So having a good image to grab the attention, to create the context for the post, and then doing your, you know, doing the actual post in the copy is a great strategy for you to do. And this is why you should be investing in high quality pictures of yourself, um, pictures of your business, and things that are gonna capture people's attention. But don't just post that photo and just go a little bit of copy, like just a couple of words. Think about the post, look at the picture, and then write about it. Okay, it could be about the picture, it could be about something. You know, I've got an example here um, of the one that I posted, and this was actually a, pr a promotion for my Train With Jay. Okay, so it was talking about uh, myself, it was talking about how I've very much transitioned from coaching athletes who wanna get shredded to the general population of people who just wanna lose a bit of weight. Um, and it's you know a lot more fulfilling, a lot more challenging, and it's just because I've evolved and changed as a person, because I've got a family, um, and my priorities have changed. You know, I no longer, you know, it's, it's nice to get lean and in, in shape, but I don't wanna get shredded, because it means I can't drink my gin on the weekends, and I, you know, I have to eat separate meals from my wife and family, and there's certain things that I'm not willing to sacrifice these days. Um, and if I can be in good shape, have a few gins on the weekend, um, and have some meals with my family, then I, I'm kind of winning at life. And it doesn't mean that I need to get shredded, okay? If it's nice, been there, done that, and got the t-shirt, um, and got the pictures, job done, okay? And it doesn't mean that I won't ever get shredded or ripped again. Of course I will be, um, but I won't be pushing it to the extremes of jumping on stage in a tiny pair of pants, okay? So picture and a post. And then finally, audio. We've, I've already spoken about the, uh, the importance of audio, but it was an interesting statistic on, on audio. In the UK, more than 24 million people, that's almost half of the UK, are using podcasts weekly to listen to something else. And this is something else instead of radio, instead of Spotify. People are tuning into podcasts to have a listen. 24 million, that's almost, almost half of the UK. And podcasts are getting more and more popular. The average person listens to around seven podcasts. So if you're one of those seven podcasts that people listen to, you're on to a winner, okay? So it couldn't be easier now to create a podcast. If you go onto something like anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, you can literally post some audio and Anchor does all the work. It will post it to 15 different platforms for you. Okay, brilliant, it's excellent. And you can make yourself a podcast. Okay, easy to set up, hard to be consistent and maintain. So make sure you've got a theme and, and make sure that you like map it out. Okay, very, very important. Okie dokie, so that is content for you, ladies and gents. How are we getting on? Are we all good? Okie dokie, we will carry on with social media. So there are a few things that you need to know about social media, and I've called this my BGS model. So what does BGS stand for? Well, what BGS stands for is build connection. And building a connection is something that I'd recommend doing at least two posts per week on your social media. The G stands for giving value, okay? That's uh, my recommendation, four posts a week giving value. And then finally, in a week, one to two posts selling your services, okay? 
So building a connection with your audience is incredibly important. Okay, it's all very well and good giving people value, but people want to know why should they take that value? If you're giving somebody a tip, people want to know why, why should I listen to that person? And the building connection part is what's going to connect you with that potential customer and client. We get out of sun is that people don't buy products, people buy people. So what you're doing is selling yourself, and I know it sounds a bit dodgy, um, but you're selling yourself on social media. And what you're doing is opening up, telling people about your lifestyle, telling people about your strengths, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities. And it's, it's not getting the tissues out and going boo-hoo me. It's just sharing a little bit of the stuff that doesn't involve you lifting weights and dumbbells, okay? It's connecting with people and getting people to understand you and like you um, and building a relationship with those people, with your audience and with your potential customers and clients, okay? So building a connection, you know, one to two posts, sorry, two posts a week, highly, highly recommend. You know, something that I spoke about this last week, you know, we did a family family shot, which I was talking about, about lockdown, it was being pretty easy to have these awesome human beings in my life. And just talking about me fucking hating home workouts, but having, having to do them because the gyms were closed and pretty happy that I've managed to stay in, in, in good shape during this last three months of not seeing the inside of a gym. I really can't wait to see the inside of a gym though, ladies and gents. I really, really can't because I fucking hate home workouts, okay? I hate them with a passion. So I can't wait to get back into the gym and lift in some iron. So that is building connection, ladies and gents. Make sure that you are focused on posting content that builds a connection with your audience. Giving value. Something I say about giving value is, you know, it's give and forget, receive and remember. What you want to be focusing on is real value with your audience. The things that you're posting, can somebody get a result with it for free? And that's an important thing, okay? It's not just going, oh, try this, or do this. It's giving people a bit of a structured plan. And it's not giving them an eight-week workout, okay? This is giving them maybe a training program. This is solving a problem for them. This is talking about something from a mindset, from a motivation point of view, that your sole focus for giving value to people is getting people healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. And you want people to walk away with something that goes, hmm, whenever I tune into Jamie's Instagram, I always feel good. So that's gonna make people tune in a lot more, yeah? So if you are constantly giving gifts to people with your valuable content, they'll eventually want to return the favor, especially if you are getting them healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. So four posts a week giving value. I give out workouts, I give out like quotes, um, little insights to, just to help people uh, with their heads and with their bodies too. So give value. Make sure that you are giving a lot of value on social media. It's not about me, 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 something that I say all the time. It's not about you. It's about what you can do. Okay. It's not about you. It's about what you can do. And finally, the thing that people don't do a very good job of is selling your services. Okay once or twice a week you need to be doing a post that basically says buy my shit okay if you are giving people value and it's adding to their life if you're connecting with people and they're liking you then sell shit and i don't say it means sell shit sell the good stuff okay your business is thrived on making sales and if you are giving people value and you're getting people healthier happier fitter and stronger 
Do nev never be afraid to sell those services, okay? Especially if you know that they're gonna have a positive impact on people's lives. And the more problems that you solve, the better the bit your business is, the happier you're gonna be, the more focused you're gonna be, the more energized you're gonna be. And that has that is a positive, vicious circle. It's not even a vicious circle, it's a whatever. <laughs> the opposite of vicious. It's a positive circle. Because you feel good, you're full of energy, People are paying you lots of money um, and they love what it is that you're about. And that's what we want to get to, ladies and gents, okay? So sell your services. But before we do that, we need to understand something, okay? Because if people believe in what it is that you say, people will believe in what it is that you sell. What do you think of, ladies and gents, when you hear the word sales, okay? The f and I, I, I want to know this, ladies and gents, okay? What do you think of? The first word that comes into your head when you think of the word sales. What's the first word that comes into your head? Okay. Right. Okay. So we hear the word scam. Danielle said pushy. Okay. Bollocks. Cost. Car salesman. Shit. Sleazy. Smarmy. Pushy. Pressure. Badgering. Cash money, scam, phone calls, tough to get it done, pushy, white guy in suit lying to me, discounts, money. Okay, ladies and gents, do you see the problem with these words? Okay, this is money grabbing. Okay, ladies and gents, please listen to this. Okay, if you don't have sales in your business, you don't have a business. You are in one of the most rewarding jobs in the world. You change people's lives. You get people happier. You get people healthier. You get people fitter. You get people stronger. You have a positive impact on people's mental health. You make people want to get up in the morning and do the things that they want to do. You make people smile. You give people wins every single day. Yet, you're coming to me with words like pushy, scam, rip-off, telephone sales. Do you not understand that you thinking that sales is negative is going to have a negative impact on your sales? Because if you think that selling is scammy, pushy, you're not gonna sell anything. And if you don't sell anything, you can't pay for your mortgage. You can't keep a roof over your head. You can't keep doing the thing that you love doing. And what is the thing that you love doing? Helping people. You need to understand that sales is opportunity. Sales is success. Sales is people wanting to change their lives. Sales is a good thing. Sales is a positive thing because it's a transaction. People pay you money and they get from you results. And when people pay you money, it means that they are committed to making a change. The biggest thing that I want you to do to take away from tonight is to change your mindset on the word sales. Because if you do not have them, you don't have a business. 
And if you have a negative thought process about it, it's no wonder that you're scared to sell things. Your products change people's lives. I can't stress that enough. There are people over the last three to four months that have had a car crash with their body and their brain. There are going to be so many people that need your help. And if you are afraid to sell to those people a solution, you are going to struggle yourself. You need to change those words completely. Okay? Completely. Because sales is not a bad word. Sales is a good word. Okay, and if there's anything that I want, and the reason that I'm just reiterating this over and over again is because this, this needs to be tattooed on your brain. Your business is there to solve problems, but you don't solve problems for free. I would love to get up in the morning and help everyone for free, but who's gonna pay, who's gonna feed my kids? Who's gonna pay for my mortgage? Who's gonna pay for my bills? That comes from me doing a good job and helping people. So we need to change that today, okay? Sales is a great word, okay? Great word. Okie dokie. So that is something that we need to change, okay? We need to change. Okay, dokie. Email. Ladies and gents, email. Email. Email, email, email. You'll hear me rabbit on a lot about emails, okay? Because I love email. Question. Who has an email list that they use? Okay, I know a lot of people say, oh, I have an email list, but I haven't emailed someone in six months. Or I have an email list, but I've never used it. Who has an email list? And most importantly, who doesn't? Who doesn't have an email list? It is so important, ladies and gents, that you get one. You need an, an, you need an email list, okay? Why, why do you need an email list? I, I, I'll explain, okay? Benefits of an email, it's more personal, okay? When you are posting on social media, you're posting to a lot of people. When you're posting an email, it's a little bit more personal. People are gonna take a little bit more time to read it if they open it, and you're connecting more with that person. You own your list. If your Instagram account closes down, all your followers are gone. If your Facebook closes down or gets hacked, all your Facebookers are gone. All your Facebook people have gone. But you own your email list, okay? You can export that and you can move it to an email service that you like, okay? So, so, so important. You own your list. You don't own your social media. It's important to do both, but it's important to also build up your list because if the worst happens and you suddenly lose your Instagram account or Facebook account, at least you've got your list. At least you can message people and you can fix a lot of issues, okay? So um, it, you own your list and that's so important to understand. You'll make more sales. I'll say that again. You'll make more sales. You know that thing that you think is awful and pushy? You'll make more of them. Um, and let me explain. I'm gonna show you a, a perfect example uh, of something in my own business so you can understand the power of email versus social media. So I've done email versus social media, but I use both of them, of course. But I'll show you the difference in the power. So, here, ladies and gents, was when I had my Mobile Video Mastery 2.0. This is one of my digital products that I sell. 
Um, and I was marketing this through social media. So this was an organic post and it had 6,400 views. So out of 119,000 people that follow me, um, 6,400 people saw that, which means 5.3% of my followers saw it out of 119,000. And from that 6,400 people that saw it, only 31 people clicked on the website. Now, I know all about my insights when it comes to my click-through rates, et cetera, et cetera. And my click-through rates from click-through to purchase is 20%. So if I get 31 people click on my website, I know that at least 20% of them will go on to purchase. So from that, um, from that post, six people purchased. So the total income from that post, which is pretty good, bloody good post, was £610 from 119,000 people, okay? So £610 from 109,000. An email, okay? I sent an email that day <coughs> and I got a 42.67% <coughs> open rate, okay? Um, so that was 509 people out of 1,193. So if we look at my social media, 5.3% of people viewed it. If we look at email, yeah, 42% of people viewed it. And from the 509 people, 44 people clicked. So I had a 3.69% click versus 0.5, okay? That's seven times more clicks. 20% gone to purchase, if we said. So that was nine purchases. So the total income on an email was 890 pounds from 1,193 people versus 610 pounds from 119 thousand so 119 times the people and I got less I got paid less if my email list was relative was a relative number to my Instagram following I'd have had 49,980 opens and 1,844 click now if we knew that that was 20% that would be that would have been 368 purchases which meant if my social media was the other way around, so I had 119,000 people on my list, that email could have netted me £36,432. So you can see the difference, ladies and gents. I'm messaging 1,000 people versus 119,000. I'm getting more people purchase, and this is why it's so important to focus on building an email list, because it's easier to do a post as an email and you get more click-throughs and more purchases, okay? So if that's not a reason for you to start doing email, I don't know what is, okay? So email, 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 get that in your head. Okie dokie, and our fourth and final thing, sorry, fifth and final thing that we're gonna be speaking about is outreach, outreach. And what I want you to do, ladies and gents, is to write down these three things, okay? These three things. Um, I'm actually going to put these into a poster because if you read these yourself every single day, 
it will make you be a lot more proactive instead of reactive in your business. So here's the three things. Number one, if you do not go after what you want, you will never have it. And I'll say that again. If you do not go after what you want, you will never have it. Number two, if you do not ask, the answer will always be no. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. And the third and final one, ladies and gents, is if you do not step forward, you will always be in the same place. And what I want you to do is to remember these three, because these are what are going to make a a huge difference to your business. Okay. If you do not go after what you want, you will never have it. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. And if you do not step forward, you will always be in the same place. So I'm going to give you some outreach strategies. And outreach is all about being proactive, not reactive. We're not waiting. We're, we're not waiting for, for things to land on our doorstep. We're going to go out there and we're going to knock on some doors. We're going to kick some doors down. We're going to ask loads of questions. We're going to get lots of doors closed in our face. We're going to get lots of no's. Okay, but if we don't, if we don't ask, the answer's no anyway. Okay, so I'm going to give you some outreach strategies that I want you to do this week and next. And they're pretty easy to do, okay? The first one, and this one sounds so obvious, but so many people don't do it. Email your local newspaper offering to write an article about getting back into the gym. Local newspapers, ladies and gents, are without a doubt the easiest things to get into. And it's because so many people are crying out for content, okay? Your local newspaper wants to know what's going on in your, in, in your area. And think about how many people reach out to the newspaper to offer something for free. Not many, okay? At the moment, a local newspaper would love a personal trainer to message and give their audience some tips on how to get back into exercise after the pandemic. And do you know how hard it is to reach out to your local newspaper? Pretty easy. Look, I went onto my local newspaper today and it says, find us. I've got the address of the, um, of the newspaper. I've got the Facebook so I can speak, I can message them on Facebook. I've got an email address for the newspaper and I've got a phone number. I can ring them. You know, you remember this thing? I know like I never I never answer it, but it makes calls. I don't know about the Android version. I don't know if they've if they've advanced that much, but this makes calls to people. I don't ever use it for calls, but it makes calls. Ring them up. Hey, my name's John. Um, I'm the local uh, body transformation coach in the area. And I just thought um, you'd like uh, an article or I'd really love to write you an article about getting back into the swing of exercise because um, I think your readers would really love it. And the paper's going to turn around and go, yeah, I'm up for that. And then guess what? You've got a published thing in the art, you know, in your newspaper, which holds you as an authority, gives value to tens of thousands of people. And you might get some leads. You might get some Instagram followers. You might get some people head over to your website. And all you needed to do was pick up the phone and ask. And the worst thing that could happen 
is they might say no. <gasps> oh no. But in, you know, it's, they, they default to no anyway if you don't ask. So what we need to do is go to search for your local newspaper this week, reach out to them, and then just say to them you know, that you'd love to write something or create something for their readers to get them back into the swing of things. Okay, outreach. You should be doing something like that at least once a month. Get trying to get into a paper, get into a magazine, and, and try messaging people. Okay, so that is my challenge for you this week. Head on over, find your local newspaper, find the contact details for them, reach out. Okay, so that is the first outreach strategy for you, ladies and gents. The next one reach out to three podcasts per week to appear on as a guest, okay? Reach on, reach on out, okay? I'm not saying go on to the, you know, reach out to Joe Rogan and ask him to go on his podcast. It's very easy to jump onto the, um, the podcast on iTunes and have a look at some new and noteworthy podcasts. I popped on today, looked on the new and noteworthy, and I've got the Mr. Porter podcast. So for those who don't know what Mr. Porter is, Mr. Porter is a fashion uh, website where you can buy overpriced clothes for men. But my, a, a big demographic of my B2C business is 26 to 34 year old men. So if I reached out to Mr. Porter and said, hey, I've just been listening to your podcast, really love it. I'd love to come on and give your audience some valuable information about fitness and getting back into the swing of things, would you be interested? There's a potential to get on to Mr. Porter. In actual fact, I did this with Top Man a few years back and they featured me not only on their website, but in their magazine. And all I did, all I did was send an email. They got me to London, they paid for it. They gave me a load of clothes. They gave me a 150 pound um, Top Man voucher and they did a photo shoot with me. And all that took was an email, just to say, hey, I'd love to write some, some things for your magazine. And, and look, don't ask, don't get, okay? So think about reaching out. And it doesn't necessarily need to be fitness podcasts. It could be non-fitness, because there's lots of niche businesses that would love a fitness expert to come on and give valuable information to their audience, okay? And, and there's no crossing of streams then, because if you're in a different industry, it's massive value to both of you, okay? Because they're delivering a, a valuable thing to their audience, okay? So I went on that today, new and noteworthy, Mr. Porter, do a little outreach to them, which I probably will do, um, and, and see if I can jump on as a guest or offer some of my um, value on that. So be proactive in looking at different podcasts and just reach out to people, okay? Reach out to three or four. You might get no, 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 and then, and then one yes. You know, if you get 28, like 27 no's and one yes, that's one podcast a week. That's a result. And then the final outreach challenge for you, ladies and gents, is to collaborate with someone from a different niche on Instagram to share each other's valuable content. And this is an important strategy. What you want to be doing is looking at different Instagram accounts that might not necessarily be fitness. They could be fashion. They could be, they could be a number of different things. And look if they've got kind of similar follows, you know, at least try and go for some big guns as well. And make sure that you are compiling a good message to that person. You know, because what you're doing is requesting uh, for somebody to do something for you. And there's a right and a wrong way about doing that. 
You know, if you just met, DM them and say, hey, I'd love to come on your podcast, the answer's probably going to be fuck off. But if you literally say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for ages, I really, really love this, this, and this about it. Um, I would really, really love for you to come on my, like if you had a podcast, I'd really love for you to come on my podcast and talk about this. And then what that might happen is because you've been proactive in asking them, they might go, well, awesome, I've got a podcast too. Why don't you come on mine? And, and we do like-minded. Um, reaching out to people and going, hey, I love your content. I would love to, for you to write something for my audience. And in return, I'd love to write something for your audience. And then what you do is you, you write something, a valuable piece of fitness content for their audience. And they write a valuable piece of fashion for your audience. Their followers follow you. Your followers follow them. Win-win. Okay, Both different niche markets. Both delivering value to that individual. And both benefit from it. So that's the whole game of outreach. If you don't ask, you don't get, ladies and gents, okay? And you need to be putting this as a business strategy, okay? You need to be going, right, I need to reach out to three strangers a week. And you'll be amazed, amazed, A, how easy it is, and B, how many doors open for you and opportunities open for you from doing that. Because I'll tell you now, hardly anyone is doing that, especially at the moment during this time. It's all me, 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 me. Instead of going, what can I do to help? Who can I reach out to? Okay, and that's gonna really change the game for a lot of things in your business. So remember this, ladies and gents, our destination is income, impact, and success. And there's five different roads that I want you to focus on. Products, making sure that you don't have 15 products, but making sure that you have more than one. Content, remember what I said, build connection, two posts a week. Give value, four posts a week. Sell your services, one to two posts a week. And what do we think of sales, ladies and gents? We love sales, we love sales. Do you know the noise that we make when we think about sales? We, we feel, we, yeah, sales. Yeah, and then we get DJ Horn sales. Sales, sales. Woo, woo. We need to look at it as a positive word, ladies and gents, because it is a positive word. Um, social media. Okay, social media. Um, I said I've mixed these around. Social media, um, BGS, build connection, give value, sales service, content. Remember what we said? Video, picture and post, audio, and infographics. Okay, focus on those. Uh, email, if you do not use email, start using email, start building up your list, start using your free product to do a swapsies. I'll give you this awesome, valuable piece of content in exchange for your email address. And outreach, what do we say about outreach, ladies and gents? Let's go back to the, our, our three things. If you do not go after what you want, you will never have it. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. And if you do not step forward, you will always be in the same place. Okay.